1: It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with my bookies live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, the college football world held its breath on Monday, but now it appears that the Big Ten may be Khrushchev and may blink. It's far from over, but about to get wild. Ron Thomas and John Ronis join me for a mini Capital Golf Gang on the PGA Championship. All hail the new superstar Colin Morikawa. That plus a big old Nelson, Muncie and Haha when it comes to mandatory masks. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, August 11th, 2020, thank you for joining me. Wow, what a Monday it was. I felt like I didn't do shit all day, but hit refresh and a scroll with my thumb. I kept waiting. Oh, I've been told, shoe's about to drop, season's about to go, dominoes about to fall, Big Ten first, Pac-12 next, bing, 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 and away we go. And I just kept refreshing. Refreshing. And I kept scrolling. And then the sun finally set, which it did just moments ago. And guess what? Fort Sumter still stands. Is that the right? Is that right, Fort? Hold on a second. What was it? uh, The national anthem. Uh, uh, Our flag through the night. Our flag through the night. This would have been good. Uh, Star-spangled. Yeah, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. That would be uh, Francis Francis Scott Key and the fort he's talking about. Star Spangled Banner history. Don't worry. Uh, history fort. <sighs> fort McHenry. I should know this. I should fucking know this. I went to Fort McHenry. The family not that long ago. Anyway. Our flag is still there. The college football season is still intact. Thanks in part... First of all, the stars came through. Justin Fields, who's going to be a star at Ohio State. Trevor Lawrence, who is the biggest star in college football right now at Clemson. And a bunch of other players jumped on the hashtag. It's stupid to think hashtags should carry that much power, but they do. At least they hear some voices. Also, coaches coming out and supporting of the big-name schools. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. You know, we all goof on Harbaugh, old Jimmy Harbaugh. A great and very factual letter saying, we can do this. We can do this safely, and this would be the best thing for these kids, these student-athletes. So all of that helped. And then what I think really started to change and maybe caught the Big Ten from going full-on, that's it, we're shutting it down, was when Nebraska said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll play. We're going to play somewhere, somehow. And if you think Nebraska is full of shit, Go back to the 1918 pandemic and look up who Nebraska played back in the day. They played some school called, uh, some balloon school is what it was called back in the day. Now, granted, it was a disfigured schedule, but you know, uh, here it is. Uh, college football, uh, Omaha Balloon School. And I believe they beat them 19 to nothing. So yeah, (laughs) amazing. When Nebraska said we're committed to playing one way or the other, and we're keeping all our options open, when Ohio State started to hint at the same, you're thinking, oh shit. Like, what happens if these schools go rogue? I know the conference could say, "Uh uh-huh, Michigan, Ohio State, you're not allowed to leave. No, 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 no. And then Michigan-Ohio State look the conference in the eye, and they're like the the Somali pirate in Captain Phillips, and they say to the conference, no, 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 look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Fuck you, Big Ten. <laughs> We're Michigan and Ohio State. Everything else is an accessory to this league, and you and I and everybody fucking knows it. Accessories. We're the league. Them and us. We hate each other, but guess what? We're not going to fold up our fucking battleship programs that are set to do what we do every year in the fall because of this virus. Not going to do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. And these these people talking about a spring season, they are fucking dreaming. There is no such thing. You can't do it. Like, I want to hear a single incredible plan for well here's how we do it first of all you need a three-month envelope for a credible season so the earliest you could start start realistically would be february but you're going to be playing outdoors in february in places like minnesota and wisconsin and even south bend indiana you know that there's you know places that have real grass fields and there's fewer of those they don't have grass in the middle of winter And the ground is so hard. Don't just say, well, it's cold in January, December, it's cold in December as well. It's not fucking February cold, okay? Don't kid yourself. And then you're talking about are you going to play the season through the NFL draft? Is the NFL going to wait and put the draft at the end of the college football season? How many guys who are sophomores that are playing for the first time significant time are going to play two full seasons within 20 months? I mean, it's none of it makes sense. Are the networks going to have the same appetite for college football in the spring? That may also be a neutered and or disfigured season of sorts. Where will they fit it programming-wise? A million questions. So spring football, to me, doesn't exist. It's a joke. It, it, It could be done, but it won't be worth doing. So these schools, these conferences that have already canceled their fall, like the MAC and the Mountain West, guess what? You ain't playing football. You you will not play football in the spring. Mark my words. Boom. Prediction right there. So now it comes down to, did the Big Ten try to power move the rest of the conferences into not playing football? You look at the Power Five and the most liberal and blue state of the universities all live in the Big Ten. The South including the ACC, far more conservative. And yeah, I know it shouldn't be a political issue, right? But you know, it is. And the PAC 12, it's a mix because you've got obviously the California schools in Oregon and Washington, they're hopelessly liberal, but you know, the California schools, they still want to play football if they can. And then you got Arizona thrown into the mix and those two schools there that tends to be a bit more conservative. They can be flipped, but only if the Big Ten goes first and gives them cover. How about the fact that the Big Ten put out a schedule on Wednesday? And then by Sunday, rumblings were, ah, looks like we're going to shut it down. Fucking crazy insane. And what's really happening here? I agree. Clay Travis has been good on this. You can hate him if you want. That's fine. But he made a great point. He said, look at all the reporters with anonymous quotes that were being used as proxies by those presidents in the big 10 to get the Coke machine rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth. 40 family Dodd McMurphy, all those guys that cover the college sports landscape. And they'll say, well, I'm just being a good reporter. I have my sources. Sometimes I quote anonymous sources as part of the job. And that may be true to a certain extent, but don't think for a second that the powers that be don't know how to use certain media members to give them cover for, yeah, we just can't play. And of course, now the new and latest hobgoblin is myocarditis. It's not a hobgoblin. It's real. I know it's real, but it's the latest hobgoblin. You're now starting to hear about it. Five athletes had Uh, Incidents of myocarditis after their battle with COVID-19. Oh, five? Five out of how many players and how many conferences? Holy shit. And myocarditis is a common complication of many viral infections, including something called the common cold. Cleveland Clinic doctor on myocarditis, according to Dr. Cantillion, Myocarditis sounds a lot more severe than it usually is. In fact, many viruses have been linked to myocarditis and most people who develop the condition continue to be, wait for it, fully functioning. Dr. Cantillion says that includes working full-time and exercising. Myocarditis results from causes other than COVID-19 has been linked to arrhythmias, where a patient may have an irregular heartbeat. That can be life-threatening. However, that's extremely rare, said the doctor. Most patients who have myocarditis have a very good quality of life. But they're an athlete. Again, if, might, could, maybe, who knows? The new scare quote is long-term consequences. Oh, that's right. I forgot we were all promised a long life. Of perfect health and no conditions and nothing else. Wow. I forgot that pro No. Long-term consequences is called tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. So you can't play that game, in my opinion. I mean, you can if you want to. You're gonna have a sad life though. And then there's people goofing on the NCAA, shit leadership. They want Mark Emmert to lead. And, you know, Emmert said on the call uh, about the college football season, uh, or Emmert said last week about who makes the call in the college football season, he said it's going to have to be the each institution. He's right. There is no unifying king of the five houses like in Game of Thrones. Nerd! The five houses, the power five, they switch allegiances. They team up. They break apart. They've got feuds. They see allies. They see enemies. Their, their armies are strong. Their armies are weak. It depends on, you know, the ACC would have been a shit afterthought if Dabo hadn't turned him into a power and if they weren't sitting on the number one pick in the NFL draft in Trevor Lawrence, who is a known name because he's been at Clemson for two years now. So the houses rise and fall. There is no king that can say, we're doing this, we're doing that. And you know the people criticizing the NCAA – for having shit leadership, and how come there's not somebody in charge here, would be going crazy if Mark Emmert said, oh, we're playing. We're playing, and if you don't play, we're going to strip your accreditation. We're going to penalize you. People will be losing their minds. Because you know what they want is they want a central organizer to say, that's it, we're going home. We're taking our football, and we're going home. And whether or not you're rooting, quote unquote, for that to happen or not, or if it's just your personal opinion, that should be the case, whatever. But I'm telling you, you got to think of the actual athletes and where they come from, what their backgrounds are, and more importantly, think about the fucking work they put into their life, which is college football, and think of their parents and how distraught they would be if this was your son's senior season with a chance to make a splash and go pro and set himself up for life. And don't say, well, he'll still get drafted if he's good. You don't know that. Joe Burrow was not on the radar this time last year. He was just another quarterback on the stockpile who had transferred out of Ohio State and was at LSU. They're like, oh, he could be pretty good. And then he lights it the fuck up and they's number one pick in the draft. That's what can change lives. Here's Jonathan Cooper for the Ohio State who I think nails it. He's an athlete, he's a player, and he talks about family and who matters to him. It's his brothers on that team and the father figures that are the coaches.
2: This is me personally like when I think about my 5 years here and how much I sacrifice to try to have a healthy year, healthy season to get through it and do what I wanna do with y'all, like this is easy for me, this is an easy sacrifice. I can wear a mask, I don't have to go out and see nobody. I live by myself, I'm cool, I don't be around nobody. This is a, this is one of the easiest sacrifices I ever had to make here. This is nothing to me because of all the years and the work that I put in with Coach Mick, Coach Day, Coach Johnson and working here and being here. Me getting hurt last year, that, that, that me, me getting hurt last year and not being with y'all brothers, not being every single game, man, that hurt me way, way more than me not being able to go out to the club, me not being able to see my friends. That means nothing to me. The only thing that matters to me is y'all, y'all being safe in this season. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm back. I don't care about wearing a mask. I don't care about being social distance. And I know some of the young guys, they, man, they might not get it. But for me, for being a fifth-year senior here, all the work I put in here, this is an easy sacrifice. And all I ask y'all is to think about that too, man. When y'all out there at the club, you're not just putting yourself at risk. You're putting the team, the coaches, and my season at risk, and I, and I and I can't have that, man. But I love y'all boys, and, and just be safe. Really, really just be, be safe, be smart. Because in order for us to have a season, that's what we got to do. Listen to Coach Johnson. Listen to Coach Day. Listen to Coach Mick. Listen to everybody, man, all right? Love y'all boys.
1: Fucking A, yeah. That's family. That's sports. Man, I got a little bit of moistness in my eye. I got a little goosebumps on me there. That's what a lot of people in the sports media who should know better about what it means to be part of a team and the importance for guys like that. They should know that. They should understand that. And they should respect that a lot more. But they don't, and it sickens me. We'll see if uh, we'll see if the fort holds. It's just one night, and don't think that the forces that want to cancel the season, whether it's out of cowardice ass covering or other nefarious reasons or out of genuine fear or their genuine fear, whether or not the numbers support it, you know, your feelings are never wrong. As they say in therapy, if you're genuinely scared, then I guess you're genuinely scared. Whatever the case is, the forces that do want to shut down college football, they're not going to quit on this. So this is still a battle that has to be won to be continued. The hits literally keep on coming from one MMA event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation. UFC 252 is no different. With two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the octagon this weekend. There's no better place to get in on all the action than DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new users a free shot at $1 million in total prizes. If you have not tried it yet... Fantasy MMA is the easy way to play. You just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, pile up the points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for free for a shot at a million dollars in total prizes. But hey, if MMA is not for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy contests for all the sports that have returned to action. Plus, new this year, DraftKings just launched best ball contests for football. If you're not familiar with best ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ZABE. That's ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get a free shot at $1 million in total prizes for this weekend's UFC 252 contest. That's promo code ZABE. Free shot at a $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's talk some golf,
3: shall we? In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin.
1: It's a special edition of the Capital Golf Gang, a mini-sode on a Monday night for Consumption Tuesday on the Zabecast. John Ronas, Director of Instruction at the Ronas Academy at River Creek, and Ronnie Thomas with me. John Gould was unavailable for comment today. Boys, good evening. How we doing? Good evening. (laughs) Here we are. How about this? With our new digital clean feed connection. Sounds good, doesn't it?
4: Ronnie and I might have
3: laptops. Are you getting paid to use this or to promote it?
1: No. No, I'm just experimenting with it. It only took 30 minutes for us to get John hooked up (laughs) on it. Well, that's because
4: you're dealing with a Golf Pro here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I
1: do like the quality, though. So here's Colin Morikawa with the drive of the year. You guys can't hear it. By top golf. But I'm playing it right now. Here we go. Shush. Oh, it's, uh, it's brilliant, Nick. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That is what we have been waiting for. 23 years of age. So there you go. Did you guys hear that down the line? No. Okay, you didn't hear that. Fine. I'll work on the settings later. But there it was. Morikawa with an unbelievable laser beam. A 300-yard missile with, what, four feet of fade maybe to a tuck pin to 10 feet for eagle on the 70th hole of a major championship at age 23 ron thomas i'll give you the first crack at it what'd you think
3: uh it just showed it just shows how good he is for one uh because under intense pressure even though there were no fans and i still say it's easier to play championship golf without fans but uh, under that kind of pressure, to make a perfect golf swing and to hit literally a perfect shot um, with his tailor Made Sim, which I have and
4: I love. Oh come on, Ronnie! Sorry, it's Ronis. Lazy. I knew you were what, happened what happened to the nope, Maverick? What happened nope, to the
3: Maverick? No, nope. no. I gave it back to Ronis. <laughs> it
4: was too good. Yeah, went too far. I guess
1: you didn't like the no. twenty extra yards. You're like, let me yeah. dial this back like by the, fifteen I yards.
3: I couldn't. You couldn't. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel the ball I, hit the club. Anyway, Morikawa's drive. Uh, incredible, you know, what was crazy is we went from 11 and a whole bunch of guys, eight or nine guys tied at 11 to in a matter of minutes to suddenly being, Oh, 13 winner. You know, it was crazy
4: after the Eagle. So
1: Ronus, what'd was, you think of that drive as a golf well, instructor?
4: I, it's amazing, but it's more of the fact that he stood on the tee and he knew he had to hit that drive. That shows you how good the rest of the guys are in the field that are playing against him that he stood there and there was no choice of i have a i think he had a one stroke lead at the time of I can make birdie here with a wedge in my hand I'm gonna have to give it a shot at Eagle because I know these guys are coming for me so you know who um was it Scheffler was in the last who was in the last group who had that sling cut
1: oh yeah um
4: on sixteen and he was inside of where i think where mark Mar- 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 mark was yeah. so they were all going for it, and then Dustin Johnson hit one 600 yards left of the target. But it's, um, I think it's more impressive that he stood there and said, I have to do this. I don't have a choice, and then executed it, Did and he then executed say, all the shots coming in.
1: Did he say, it's I crazy. have to do it, or did he say, I want to do it? From what I heard, he said, uh-huh. he said, without hesitation, he's like, oh, this is a perfect driver right here. And when you hit it as tight as he does, and that's his preferred ball flight, <laughs> Just a little baby, I won't even say a fade, because to me it doesn't doesn't curve at all. It slides left to right, which is what the great ball strikers do. They just let it yaw a couple of yards. And what's great is that with Pro Tracer, boys, you and I and everyone else watching at home can be into the moment and go, oh, this is a big drive here. What's he going to do? And as soon as that beautiful red line starts getting painted on our screens, you come out of your seat. I came out of my seat, going, "Oh shit,
3: that looks really good." I can't believe we ever watched golf without the shot tracer. I know, it,
1: I know, it's, it's so when glorious. It, when
3: it come, yeah, when it comes up a little late, you wonder where's the shot. Yeah, what tracer? happened? What happened? <laughs> why, why are you not Steve, using it? Steve, being the odd or the technical technical guy you are, how does it work? Please? Oh shit!
1: It uh, John would know better because it uses TrackMan. It's radar. Yeah, it's
4: radar. It's radar it just tracks a ball and then that's just an, an image that it portrays out there. And that image that image can get thrown off a little bit here and there, but um, it, that's all it is. It's just a it's a Doppler radar. It, and it can, but it here's makes, the
1: thing. For those that don't know, some think, well, is it just measuring the spin, launch angle, and direction at impact and extrapolating how the ball should fly? The answer is no. Because wind will affect how it does actually fly. So it's actually tracking that tiny ball 200, 300 yards away because the wind does matter. You need to see the picture of, is it coming back? Because Morikawa on 18 tugged that 8-iron just a bit. And my heart went in my throat, but the wind was coming off Lake Merced and it pushed it just a little bit. And you could see that on the shot tracer, which was glorious.
4: Yeah, because he didn't yeah, I mean, like the it, shot. Well, he no. pulled it. He pulled it by like 30 feet because there's <laughs> no really? reason at all. Yeah, because – He wasn't
1: going at that, flag, at that flag, was he, Pro?
4: You're not going for that flag. You're going for 20 feet right of the flag. And if you pull it, the reason he was so nervous is because usually when you pull a ball, Ronnie, as you well know, it usually goes farther. And then over uh, – long left in that green was dead.
1: Ron, you still there? Sorry, Ron dropped out. New yeah, technology, I, new phone. Okay. Who dis? That's all right. More, more Sorry, minutes I thought for I you. dropped off. More minutes for you and me. Ron, do you got a thought on that?
3: Uh, no, I, I, I default <laughs> and defer to John. I just, I just, I don't know how these guys do it under the pressure that they're under. I just don't. Let's and talk about none of them. None, none of them went backwards, guys. Well, let's... none of them went backwards except for Dum Dum.
1: <laughs> we'll dumb. get we'll get to Kepka in a second. But right. here, here's the thing. I want to talk about this, Ron. You are the possessor of the worst take going in sports right now, which is, I don't miss the fans at golf tournaments. Congratulations. This is one of the two times a year in which you are dead wrong. Because normally, my brother, you are so right about everything. You're wrong about this. The this fans. Is
3: my personal thing. They fine.
1: Be yeah, but, ra- you're but you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm. You know. You're allowed to be wrong. Here's the thing: the fans are important. Now, forget the atmospherics of watching a tournament with no fans, which I think is absolutely more dull than with fans. Even the Yahoo screaming "Baba Booey" and get in the hole. Here's what I want to get to: you say it's easier to play under pressure without fans, like we saw Saturday and Sunday, right? Yes. Okay, I agree. Okay. And I believe, and this is where, Ronis, you can jump in, I believe that seeing that incredible bunch of players at 10 under trailing Morikawa when he was at 11, I think it was six guys, it was Morikawa plus six dudes behind him, I contend that doesn't happen with fans. Because I contend you might have one guy at 11 and two guys at 10 and then a fall off. The lack of fans allowed a lot of players to just go on out and play their game. I'll hang up now and listen to your answers off the air.
4: Go ahead, Well, I mean, you guys know my formula. Ability minus distractions equals performance. Right. And when you have roars, Ronnie, it distracts you for a second. And that is something that, in that regard... Makes it easier to play stress free stress free golf without the fans. So, I give you that. So, it, it, there's no question. But the other thing that happens. Do is, you think there
1: would have been seven guys within one shot of the lead in the final hour of the broadcast with fans? Because I don't.
4: Yeah. What, Zay? Explain your point there. I think because I think because the
1: pressure, point. the pressure of the fans, hearing the roars, thinking, "Oh shit, I've got to put the pedal to the metal. Don't fuck up." That crashes cars in the derby that is a ho- that is a golf tournament. And without yeah. that what you had was seven guys with the horsepower and the game that week to be competitive and you saw them neck and neck down to the finish line. That doesn't happen I think with fan tournaments, normal tournaments. I think the pressure car wrecks all but two or three of them.
4: I'm I'm totally with you there. So Okay, Ronnie, Ronnie what do you yes. think? What do you think of that theory? Said, I wrote you this in a text
3: message. Okay, all okay. Of you so yes, I feel completely confident that there's no way that this would have happened. I mean, these guys were out there laughing and smiling and enjoying one another. <laughs> How I, dare they? I know, I know we're going to talk about Kepka, but Kepka even said, "Well, I was out of it. My goal was to help Paul with his round." Oh, shut, oh, oh, shut oh, said the fuck up! Get he, he out of here! In yeah. the interview, bullshit. He said, I just, he said, yeah. I just focused on getting Paul around and getting
1: oh, that him. Oh, what yeah. now, you, now I'm losing total respect for this guy. Yeah,
4: you should have a long See? time ago. I thought, I I thought, you your, I thought long... your
1: act, Kepka, was, this game's easy. These guys are losers, you know nerds. It's
4: nerds. It's yeah, Such
1: I a douche. That's <laughs> okay. right, right, Ronnie.
4: Perfect word.
1: All right, while we're on really Kepka, uh, yeah. Rory McElroy said he was, quote, taken aback by – Pretty much the trash talk Kepka through at DJ on Saturday night saying, hey, you know, I feel good because, you know, some of the guys at the top, they haven't won many of these when they're in the lead. Referencing DJ, who is now 0-4 in majors with a 54-hole lead.
3: Well, do, you well, remember right. the exact, do you remember the exact question? The question was, how hard is it to win your, to, you know, you've won three in a row and to win two in a row, how hard is it? And he said... Well, I think all you have to do is look at the top of the the rest of the guys at the top of the leaderboard. That's what he said. In other words, saying that only oh, that Faraday, or I mean that uh, DJ only had one, yeah. So he doesn't have two. I mean, it was a total, total uh, bait or whatever you want to call it. Was I it mean, a dick it move? Troll, troll. It was a troll. Oh, was, it a, was it a
1: was it a was it a mirthful troll of a longtime workout buddy and possible girlfriend wife swap partner allegedly or or was it a disrespectful comment unbecoming a professional Ronus,
4: i think it was a flat-out truth (laughs) okay i think i think that it is really hard to win a major championship and it's really hard to win your first and it's really hard to win multiple and what he was saying was the guys that are at the top don't have experience in winning multiple championships and he did so that was his leg up I think it was just a flat out truth now he played poorly and I don't like him at all but it just yeah. it was a truth it was a true statement now most people would have the tact not to complete that true statement but he's just a dick <laughs>
3: He really is. If you get called out by Rory McIlroy, the nicest guy on tour, if you get called out by him, you know you're a dick. <laughs> yeah,
1: McIlroy like
4: one of the nicest guy on the on the on the planet. Yeah, so oh,
1: I really love really that fair haired Irish boy. And how about the fact yeah. that he had a marshal step on his ball in the rough, had the right legally to you know replace it in its original lie, but was troubled that the lie he was getting after placing it was too
0: You've dreamed of building a family but the journey hasn't been easy I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. SheFit. We're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs, fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at shefit.com slash 2022
1: good and so he basically worked with the rules official and said you know what i don't think it would have been sitting up like this so he put it down further the antithesis of bryson de yep
4: oh who just is uh i mean we haven't had a show for a while so we we don't we haven't talked about the ants and all the other crap i mean that guy's completely out of his mind
1: <laughs> all right let's talk really about is. let's talk he's about good the ants. though
4: he's really good
1: has he- the ants.
4: <laughs> the ants are. I need a better lie here. There's red ants in the area. I'm going to use everything that I can to try to get a, a a better lie. There's fire ants. Fire ants are definitely something that you're supposed to get relief from. But for the love of Pete, at this point he's so roided up he wouldn't even feel if they were biting his leg off. So it doesn't <laughs> you even matter. You don't really.
3: You don't believe that.
4: So roided up.
3: That looks like really,
4: a, it, it looks like a. <laughs> tomato on the top of a body. Its head <laughs> is about to explode. It's very close to exploding. Let's get, let's he get a head size. And his head blows off his Bro, head. I've never let's, heard
3: you be so prophetic and profound. Yeah. I've never heard this out of yeah. you. Yeah. Well, he, let's, he, let's, he, think, let's get he a head really size check on this.
1: Do you know his trainer said, he goes, look, we've been working up for this for the last two years almost. And yes, he's gained 60 pounds in one year or something like that. I think it's 60 or 50 pounds. That'd and his lot. his trainer said I know that if you didn't understand how long we've been ramping up for this, you'd think he might be on something like steroids, but that's oh. definitely not the case. Yes,
4: Sabe. if you didn't understand, you don't understand what I know. I'm the smartest man in the world, and everyone around that me... That was his trainer that smartest, said that. I know, everyone around me are also smarter than everyone else. You don't understand what we've all gone through to do this, <laughs> and it is such a joke, and his, his head itself i don't know if there are hats made like anymore him. that will fit his head hey if you were still a Puma <laughs> did, did we, Cobra hey guy, by the way like uh, by the about way that. did we get because you already dissed my callaway there ronnie so you're, you're already on the shit list <laughs> don't but
1: worry i want one of those ma- i is, want one of those mavericks i hit did, one and i was did, like ooh, did, this feels yeah, good
4: because they're yeah. great the other thing was <laughs> did you hear Rode's him say fired up. did you hear him say he's going to live to 140 Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well. All right. I mean, So don't, he's clinically yeah, he's, insane as well no, no, no.
1: Don't throw shade. He's not at 139 yet, so you don't know.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> fair <know>? enough. Right, <laughs> like,
1: until he gets that old, you better shut your mouth. I, he might I actually do right. it.
3: I get you Let's move right. on. He's got too much of our time. Okay. No, I want,
1: <laughs> one more thing. Now um, I know why he wears those stupid fucking caps. It's right. harder to measure head size increase. Yes. Because his That's hat right. maker would say... <laughs> He's up to seven and three quarters. Yeah,
4: <laughs> something's Bond, going on here. You Bonds that, wanted to wear one of those when he was playing for the Giants, but they wouldn't let him. Yeah, you wear oh that. You God. wear that.
1: You wear that stupid Chessy, <laughs> Chevy Chase hat and caddyshack. It's harder to. <laughs> it's
4: yeah. harder to tell.
1: Is he really yes. getting bigger in head size? Look, they, in all honesty, the test for steroids in the PGA Tour.
3: Hey, He'd be he busted. Yeah, it, but his. He's bombing it but his wedge game sucks and he knows it and everybody I mean how this guy's good.
1: And how well I know, but how about his putting? How about that Uh, his putting stance and that putter and his arms so straight, he looked like an early nineties video game. Where they can't yeah, really depict right. can't depict the golfer in the video game better than just a guy who's standing straight up with his arms down. And you know
4: the grip on his putter is the size of a small redwood, so the feel factor must be flat. zero on those things. Yeah. No, yeah,
1: no feel. And and you know whose putting stroke is fucking gold is Morikawa.
4: Oh, uh, yes, you is. see that ball roll in <laughs> oh, oh yes. Yeah. That's see the how, other thing. Do you see how tight those Outstanding.
1: Did you see how tight the putts were rolling?
3: Yeah. Yes. When they close the in line. on
1: him, you're like, "Holy shit!" That pill is fucking rolling. Did you
3: see how good the greens were, though? Because I don't know what they day were. it was, but there was they were making 20, 30, 40, 50 footers over yeah. and over. It became a joke on yeah. the telecast. David, yeah. uh, David, uh, what's his Duvall. name? Duvall was just freaking out. He's like, "What? Well, and another one? What? And another green's one. too
1: good? Is yeah. he un- unhappy about that? They're, no, they're. Uh, you know what it is? It's great. a perfect
4: they're speed. Perfect. It's perfect speed, and again, the PGA showed how well it can set up a golf course. Yes.
1: All right, question: What do you think you know of the course? You know what
3: else it is? Quickly, you know what else it is? It's no eruptions, no um, <laughs> oh, ovations, Jesus. no crazy in the background. Right in the in other them words, them in other
1: funny. words, it's the essence of golf that you're objecting yes. to at high level tournament golf. The cauldron of people and eyeballs and fans—that's what separates the mentally tough. From everybody else, Ron.
3: I don't need. I'm some shocked guy. by your no, take let on me, this. Let me I don't let need me tell you this: in tight shorts, uh, penny loafers, cigar, and sweaty polo shirt, <laughs> screaming at the
4: top of his lungs at a golf tournament. That to be. I will tell you nuts. this: though. So, when when I deal with juniors, and sometimes the juniors during certain times in their adolescence can't handle pressure at all, and they're literally crying out on the golf course. The one thing I say to them, I kick their parents out of the room, and I say, listen, if you're playing alone and you make five bogeys in a row, do you start crying? <laughs> and the answer is yeah. no. So what's the difference? Because no crying. There's no you crying, watch, There's my, no my crying peers, in golf. My, you're like uh, you know, my, Tom Hanks in League peers, of Their Own. <laughs> my parents are watching. We spent a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. I said, the fact is the fans build that pressure. So it's it's important for them to get back out there to build that pressure up and make it more difficult on these players. You're right, I guess. Ronnie, here's the thing. Go ahead, that... Steve. You were, I was interrupting no, you. No, no, that's all right. You. You were here's,
1: no, no. Here's the thing about playing golf in front of anybody, and this is true the first time you're a beginner and you're a new player, you get nervous when people watch you. People talk all the time about, yeah, I was having a good round, then the fucking ranger came up and he stopped his cart and he watched us hit on number six. Next thing you know, I've hooked it into the woods. One pair of eyeballs from an old man who's a retiree who doesn't give a shit about how you hit it is enough to get in the head of a weekend golfer. To be a pro to me and to be able to play in front of all those eyes looking at you, it'd be like having sex and being buck naked in front of that many people. It'd fucking freak me out.
4: Yeah, but, Zabe, when you're public speaking, you're fine because you're professional at it, and that's what you do, and that's what they do.
1: But I don't public speak very much at at all. I do it on the radio, which is a whole different ballgame. It's not being in front of people. I'll never forget at Oakmont, 2008 U.S. Open, the first tee on number one at Oakmont is around the corner for the back tee, you know, uh, around the corner of the clubhouse in this narrow little chute next to a big hedgerow of trees. And the fans were all crammed back in there just trying to get a glimpse. And coming through, parting the sea of a narrow, tiny walkway through the fans all the way back to that back tee – comes Ian fucking Poulter with his earbuds in and Peacock strutting with the most crisp pair of pants ever. And I'm Uh like, holy shit, the kind of balls you have to have to stand on a tee box like that 484-yard par-4 with a ribbon of fairway and six inches of instant bogey on either side. And they get up there and they go swish, swish, ball go far.
4: Yeah, I know
1: it and down and the fairway incredible. down the fairway we go that's the essence of big time professional golf with fans so i yeah, want right. the fans back it pisses me off that there's so many things in life that we can have fa- people do restaurants are open you can fly on an airplane like i did recently you can go to walmart we can't let Three thousand fans in a lucky three thousand at the fucking golf tournament. Fuck off, no. society.
2: Yep.
4: Yeah, it's well, he can't go to school either, Zabe You can't go. Well, to school I know, and he can't play school sports.
1: I I know. God let's else. not get into that there. Okay, let's not. Back to Morikawa. Is this guy the truth, or is he just hot right
3: now? Oh, he's the truth. He, he big time it, truth. Twenty seven professional starts on the tour. One missed one cut. One missed cut. Three right.
1: wins. Sick, right? What?
3: Three wins. It would have been
1: four wins if he didn't lip he, one out yeah. in Texas, right? Right. And a major. Right. Okay, so why, no, he is, is he is, so why is he so Why is He so stud, good? stud. Brandel Chamblee was all about club face stability, which is a new term to yeah, me. Yeah, it's hard. What does well, that it's, mean? It's
4: the ability to square the club face consistently, which is the hardest thing for any junior to be able to do, is to square the club face consistently. And... So in other words, you don't hit sideways shots, and that's what catches me with him. Is that he's got two things I think that a great player has to have: great distance control and the ability to keep the club face square. Those two things, obviously, square club face and right distance control. But to do it over and over and over, is what separates uh, someone to be able to play. Week in and week out, and make the cuts. That's why Tiger's streak of cuts might be the greatest achievement of anyone as any golfer has ever done. Agreed. And and Mark Kawa is heading in the direction where he he should be the favorite for the next ten majors. All right,
1: mm-hmm. the big three of this class, though: Victor Hovland, Morikawa, and Matthew Wolf. Wolf at a sixty-five, and he just missed a couple of putts. The longest putt Wolf made on Sunday to finish one shot back was 13 feet 4 inches. Think about that for a second. Shoot 65, and his longest putt was 13 feet 4 inches. Talk mm-hmm. about stuffing it all day long. But Who's but, the but best of the three? It has to be more cow right now. But, but here's the here,
4: okay. deal. When you take a look at Wolf, and you say, let's go through the majors, so he's not a great putter. Kick the Masters out of there. He cannot drive the ball consistently with the distance that he hits it for U.S. Open. Kick that out of there as well as the putting. So a PGA Championship and possibly a British Open, those are the tournaments that he'll he'll go for in majors. But you still have to play four days, and those guys, as they're great. Look, I'm not saying they're not great players, but it, they hit it so far that you're occasionally going to hit a couple crooked ones. And in majors, you just can't do that.
3: Yeah. Wolf's move is about the funkiest shit I've ever seen in my
1: life. <laughs> it sure is, with the big yeah. hip, the hip flinch, I, strange, and then backing up. Deal. but I love it. Yeah, I when,
3: anytime your wife who's watching or my wife watches, she said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" She's like, "What? If, what was that?" What's that? that? Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs>
4: All right, Crazy. She, <clears throat> she'd really be scared if you started practicing that in the driveway.
1: So <laughs> when, know, when I when I look at when I look at Morikawa, when <laughs> I look at Morikawa, I think to myself, "Oh shit, Speeth, you are so over, buddy. We have a new, better version of you, college phenom, fresh faced. You're just the Asian American version of Spieth, only maybe better."
4: No, way better. We learned quickly that Spieth is just a whining sissy.
3: <laughs> oh, my God, Ronis, you're on fire. I've have you been this. drinking tonight? Oh, yeah, my no. God. I did, no, I did
4: have a sip of a Coke here at 930 at <laughs> you night. You know what but... it
3: is? Is You made him chase around to find headphones and laptops. That's laptop right. I was, I was
4: winded. You fired him up.
3: All
1: right, so <laughs> oh, so Spieth, Spieth is a guy, Ronnie, who cares too much. They showed him after the first round on the range desperately trying to find something. And it's like, oh, my God. Can we retell the story from a source without telling who it is about what Spieth might be going through or no?
3: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, No. uh,
1: There's there's some speculation. I'll say it that Spieth may not be happy with his life.
3: Yeah, he didn't marry the right girl. He was told to marry her. There, not told, but it, he didn't have a choice. Wow. So they've been together since they were children. <laughs> wow, well, you jumped Spieth. right in there. Yeah. You were—he well, was he being all like, "Oh no, I, I don't do want, want do to do talk it. about
1: this." And now, did Ronnie's like?
3: <laughs> I had to process it. Oh, okay. Uh, Spieth, you know, Spieth has a daughter, has a sister with special needs, and mm-hmm. apparently, this uh, Spieth's now wife girlfriend since they were 12 or whatever is like a sister to her helps her takes care of her this is a well, situation that's wonderful where yeah he's but yeah, he may not be but, in love yeah
1: maybe that's yeah. affecting his golf game maybe he just tries too much from
3: a very good source all right maybe i think, I, yeah. I think he's trying to have a perfect no, okay. life too much it's a perfect swing no, you know he, he might have a perfect swing but what
4: no, he doesn't have a person's perfect swing. No, he, he doesn't, I was know. a junior phenom. He never knew what it was like to really lose a bunch. And I'm sorry, I unfortunately, his game doesn't translate to 2020. And he, yeah. where it Funny. went wrong was he won his majors, and then he decided that he needed to be on the, the weightlifting bandwagon, and he started uh, to do no, that he stuff. Didn't. And, no,
1: he's lean. Yes, sure he, he lost, did. He lost weight. He's not lifting. Do you lift, bro? This was bro? like
4: four years ago, Zabe.
1: I don't think he's this lifted. Is like four I don't years ago. see it. I don't see it in his body. I don't think he All lifted. Right. Jason Day seems to be more muscular, but I don't know. Here's right. the thing about right. speed, though. Here's the thing about speed. Making it up. I know.
3: No, no I'm not well, saying you're I making know it up. You're right. No, you're right. <laughs> you're Am I right, right, Ronnie? He got <clears> into the. He got into the. No, I'm right. The, getting in the gym. I know you're right. In the gym. Yeah. yeah. He just looks Bro, lean
1: to right. me. He doesn't this look like This is a few years ago. This
4: is a few years. is A while ago. All right. All
1: right. Whatever. He. Here's where I thought. Speeth lost himself because i used to be the biggest spieth stan of them all i love this kid i said he's impossible to believe he's so good he's so polite he's so great he wins a couple majors next thing you know ron he's snapping at autograph seekers at the u.s open and he's talking all big like i'm now one of the faces of golf i've got to talk like i'm one of the superstars and i think we- it affected him and the whole thing with Greller, we this, we that. One. We, yeah,
4: we, like, we. And then he snapped at him, remember that, at Pebble. Yes. He snapped it at, on he's, the 8th hole, I think it was. He's
1: too high-strung to keep winning. He's got to chill it the
4: fuck he out. Yeah.
3: Look, they, he and, Gell, he and Geller don't, or Greller don't look like they have fun. It's, no. And, and, and no. There's, and there's too much no. with Speed, There's too much blaming shit. I saw him blaming the sand. Then there was a comment yeah. about... How there wasn't enough sand in the sand traps, and there's it's always someone else, or there's it's always something else. It's not his fault. You can right. see it on the course. Are you yeah, kidding me? Maybe. He says it over and mm-hmm. over with All the, right. oh the wind, and yep. you know you can see how animated these guys are because they know the television cameras on them, and yeah. so often you will see them with their hands. They'll make like uh, supposed to go left. Oh you know, god, like, jumper no lie yeah, or the wind. I yeah, can't
2: yes, believe Mike that.
1: that Mike yeah. that didn't hit the wind. Come on, man. Oh yes, god, this, that, stuff. the other. Hey, motherfucker, yes. f- hit it, find, right. yeah. Yeah. He, hit it, so find it, hit it again, count but them. Hit it, find it, hit it again, count them. Right here, hit it, find it, hit it again, count them, and then put the number in the box, and then the boxes go one to eighteen. Add them all up. Go out and have a fucking beer. But I'm never figure
3: going to.
4: I'm never going to count out. him out, though. I right, listen. I don't. Talented, I don't
1: hate him.
3: I don't him. hate him. I
1: want him to chill the fuck out. I don't.
4: I don't. I don't dislike him either. I
1: don't dislike him either. But he needs to chill out. All right, Tiger, and then we're going to get to the broadcast and put a wrap on it. Tiger Woods was basically a non-factor. I didn't really watch much of his rounds, even though they were available on the ESPN. I'm just not at the stage where I'm like, I got to watch. I got to watch. I got to watch. What I did see though was some horrific putting, like. I believe yeah. in the second round, he had like a total of made putts of 13 feet for 18 holes. So in other wow, words, yes. that's unbelievable. It means basically every hole, he's just tapping in for something. He's made nothing. And I saw putts wow. that missed the hole by two or three cups wide. And I'm like, shit, that's what I do. What's
3: wrong? So first day, <laughs> well, he, made first day he made 117 feet Of putts. I don't know if you know that. 200. Yes, with a putter, as you know, his backup putter. The reason he's using this backup putter is because his other putter is shorter. And he has not been able to practice because it's shorter, because it hurts his back. So he went with the longer putter. This is his backup. Tiger is, in my opinion, John, and I know you're going to give us your golf professional opinion, but I just don't think that he's playing enough to putt well. It's that simple.
4: Yeah, I, you know what, I'm, I'm with you. That's a good you, theory, Ronnie.
1: Ron. I'm with you, too. I'm with you. You, you have Cause to. Because, you know,
4: Ron, you yeah. know what's interesting, too, is I'm now older and, you know, I don't play golf anymore. But, like, when we went and played at Woodmont, I always take for granted putting. And I realize that I don't think I'm a, a good putter anymore because oh, you I know, don't play. Well, because I don't you're not play. As,
1: you're not as good as you would you know be I mean? if you played. Yeah.
4: Right, so I think it's streaky, and I'm not even you know, comparing myself at that level. But I think you're right, Ronnie. I think the combination of, I think at that age, they go through that putting rut, and the fact that he's not playing as much, I, I totally agree with you. All
1: right. Yeah. Let's, uh, you
4: putting against an art form. All
1: right, let's talk about the broadcast. What do you guys think? And do you know that I am now on Frank Nabilo and Ian Baker Finch's shit lists, thanks to a tweet I sent out?
3: Oh yeah, really? Let, let, let me let me go first. Then Rona you go first. I will say that I'm going to keep this simple. The highlight of the broadcast was very simply and obviously Phil Mickelson, because oh, 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 I Mortimer. forgot
4: about that. He's
3: Be- the best? Because he's, the best. Oh, he's perfect. I mean, he's light. He what keeps makes it him light, good? Which is exactly what CBS needs, right? Uh, well, he keeps it light, and he's not afraid. He's a professional ball buster. And yes, he's good yes. at it. He's a needleer, doing it all of his life. He's the yeah. He's the Eddie Haskell combined with the smart guy who has a you know the nicest uh, Lear jet on tour or, or a private jet on tour, and he's got money coming out of his asshole, and he's confident, <laughs> and he's really really funny and and good on air i mean
1: ronis what'd you think
4: you're right you're right ronnie because he can also back it up like faldo can back up the majors but but mickelson can back it up with wins you know so he can say whatever he wants and that's what his whole life has been that when he said to faldo how i didn't expect a guy your size to hit it so short i mean (laughs) it's fascinating what came out of his mouth i think the broadcast yeah, seven majors, He goes, pal. when you, when you get up to seven, seven majors, majors, you can talk to me. But that, <laughs> Paolo, Paolo that's
1: Faldo has, has six, right?
4: Yeah, I think seven. that's what I think he said. But Faldo well, has, he he has six okay. and yeah. Phil has
1: seven. And so Phil was given the needle. When you get to seven, you can yeah. talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're yeah. saying – they're saying, just, they're that's saying you need. They're saying he could be the Romo of, of golf. Do you agree?
4: Yeah, I, that's a good analogy. Yes. I'll take that.
3: He's okay. got so much golf left, though. He he does not. He's a competitor. He will not stop playing golf. Get, somebody be a somebody on the
1: player. broadcast, it might have been McDonough, said, you know what? He's going to win a major. He's going to win the U.S. Open this fall at 50 and complete the career Grand Slam. We'll see. Okay, that's, all right.
4: That's not going to happen. Now,
1: do you want to do you want to hear why cool. I'm you, you want to hear why Ian Baker Finch and Frank Navarro are not going to invite me to their uh, CBS yeah. Christmas party? So I tweeted. Shame. In, in I want hear I know. I tweeted in a in a little bit of fit of anger because I just there I consider both of them useless, although they're nice fellas. Because <laughs> Navarro says nothing and takes a long time and many words to say nothing. And Ian Baker Finch puts too much syrup on every one of his pancakes, okay? What are you doing in the background there, Ron? You making us a salad or something? Yeah, you,
4: are you building a deck?
1: Yeah, what's going on back there? I thought I had your <laughs> rapt attention with this story. Maybe mute your microphone while you do that.
3: Okay. My yeah. pug, my pug Dario was chewing on a bone. Hold on, I'll okay. stop it. No,
1: that's all right. Go ahead. Oh, so, no. so anyway, I, I tweet out... After Morikawa makes Eagle on 14 and, you know, the rally killer of excitement known as Frank Nabilo tosses it to break as if it's the Wyndham Championship, I just got pissed. And I said, Nabilo and Baker Finch are sleepy and dopey with their useless commentary. I said, I know they're great guys, but don't we deserve better than a couple of guys with long-faded, mostly irrelevant careers? And obviously I touched a nerve with that. I didn't even at those guys, but some tattletale bitch on Twitter hand-carried that tweet to them and I wake up this morning I find Nablo responded to me. And you know, was basically Oh no. Oh yeah. I find that what Ian Baker Finch <laughs> had later something about he didn't like the act Oh, I called him an ac- an accent act. The two of them.
3: Uh oh. the oh. By looking at the name of your, your last name, it would yeah. appear that some of your ancestors also had an accent. Yeah, that whole oh, woke yeah. bullshit they brought in. You know, whatever. Yeah. And That's Ian, what Ian what Baker said. Finch
1: actually said, I'd like to see you come up to the booth on 17 and try it. It's harder than you think, which maybe is an invite. I doubt it, though. Uh, but I just <laughs> I just let it sit. I, You know what? I now regret doing it because nothing good comes from it. And... I was probably a little bit harsh, but here's the thing about Twitter. I don't at people because this was not a personal thing. This was a comment made from my followers. Like, this is my opinion on these two guys. Nice guys, yeah. but I'm not a fan. I don't think they're very good.
4: Hey, Steve, See, I'm proud might, of you for saying I might be on Twitter because... if I knew how to use a computer.
1: Yeah, Ron? See,
3: Steve, the way that you <laughs> said it, uh, is the way the and way the manner you said it is so – Uh, I mean, you were emotional, but it's right, and you know it's right, and you felt strongly about it, and you're fed up with it, like a lot of us are. A lot of us are fed up with it because we don't understand why the executives, the people who are are putting these guys on air, we don't understand why they don't see it. It's so vanilla. It's vanilla, both of them. They don't add anything to the broadcast. I know, but... Wasn't good so, for my, you get, good for my
1: reputation. Could, that's that, for sure. Not that I was going to the Christmas party for matter, CBS, so. but I, I just, I hate that that's now on my record. Wasn't good for me.
4: Oh, don't Twitter's worry a bad about thing.
1: It. Eh, everyone says yeah. that. No. Eh, you know.
3: That's all right. How much is it bothering it's you? All right.
1: Scale of one to ten. Ten yeah. being yeah. a penis that was caught in a car door. Uh, one being mm-hmm. uh, the Excellent. Redskins not winning a game. Mm-hmm. I'd say it was it's yeah. three. It's a three, but it's Good. subsided. Uh, that's
4: all right.
3: So
1: you know what? Worried. You still
4: have Ronnie and I as your friends. <laughs> <What> <laughs> no, but matter? you know
3: what, Steve? <laughs> Steve, you know what? Maybe it'll make these guys think about how they're approaching this. Maybe they're the ones you know who what? are stale. They're, they're not. They're not thinking.
1: You know no what? I never they know. will. I'm
4: not kidding. We never know. If they took the time to respond, yes, if they, they will. Took the time to respond. They're thinking about it.
1: That they're feeling the heat because McCord yes. and Costas got whacked and now a guy with a piddling 51,000 followers threw shade at them and they're like, shit, hope this guy doesn't get people thinking in the network truck.
3: There you go. Yeah, right. listen, exactly. The next, and uh, you got Davis people thinking in the right network the truck, corner. Maybe. Yeah. All
1: right. Boys, great talk. <laughs> Davis, Thank you for your time tonight. I'll talk <laughs> to you guys next weekend, all right? Thank you, brother. See you guys. You Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. See yeah. All right, let's end on this. I got the biggest milk shooting out of my nose. Ha ha chortle when I saw this one. Headline, neck gaiters may actually increase COVID-19 transmission. (laughs) what are you laughing about? That's not funny, man. That's bad. We're never going to get out of this pandemic. I love the people that say, if you just wear a damn mask and social distance, this will all be over. What are you, a fucking child? You you really believe that? You believe that's all it takes to beat a global pandemic with a virus that is completely widespread in a nation of 330 million people that can easily waft through the air and get into another person, even wearing a mask? There's a lot of children out there I see on my timeline. It's stunning. If we had just worn masks, this would be over by now. All oh, for fuck's sake. Well, now here we go. According to a new study carried out by researchers at Duke University School of Medicine, they tested 14 different masks, and the, pr- the two that proved to be least effective were a bandana, and then what other researchers referred to as a neck fleece or known as a neck gaiter. <laughs> the most secure mask in N95 led to a droplet transmission of below 0.1%. Handmade cotton and propo- prolipropylene masks also proved effective. Droplet transmission ranging from 0.1% to 04 Then you start going up the list, blah, 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 blah. But then guess what? The neck fleece had a droplet transmission rate of 110%. So in other words, it transmitted more droplets than just not wearing a mask at all. Well, well, well. How long before we get people now saying neck gaiters are illegal? I just bought some off of eBay, or not eBay, off of Amazon, delivered from China, of course. They're not very comfortable. They still steam up your glasses. But I will wear mine because I feel less humiliated than I do wearing a stupid fucking surgical mask. So that's my mask of choice. And I'm sorry for the extra 10% of droplets, but this is what you get with these silly mask mandates. I'm going to wear whatever is minimally required. And until our politicians pass a new law saying no neck gaiters, oh, that's coming, then that's what I'm wearing. So I'd stay eight feet away from me if that's the case. That'll do it for me today. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to Ron and John, the boys, to talk some golf. Always appreciate them stopping in. As always, rate and review. And I do appreciate those strong ratings. Tell a friend or two if this is a podcast worth listening to, a handy Convenient, fun, entertaining, informative, doesn't take itself too seriously at all. Podcast that deals with sports, life, and more. Let them know about it. Spread the word. I appreciate it very much. Have a great Tuesday, and we will bring,
2: Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control, it's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the face and let the alpine blast pop in my
0: dot com